BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie Wrightside as we have a lot to get to this hour. A couple of NBA headlines will make the slate, and then we get ready to preview the home run derby in its entirety. We'll take a quick look at the All-Star Games odds as well, but it all begins with the Open Championship won by Cam Smith, who shoots an outrageous, an outrageous historic 20-under. Multiple rounds of 64 here at the Open to win this by only one stroke to Cam Young, who finished in second. Rory McIlroy at 18 under finished out the top three. I love it. And I love the way this tournament winds up because we talked about, you know, if you're taking a look at this golf course and starting was it last Wednesday when we had Cam on the show with us to help break it down. Of course, he picks the winner. No surprise there. But you were saying to yourself, how does this golf course protect itself, Kevin? Mostly it's because of the wind and maybe rainy and cool conditions. They didn't have that here. So a lot of guys went under. But also, you know what you like to see? So many times in major championships, what do you have to worry about? The pressure of the back nine, the pressure of the final day. You have to sleep with the lead here, right? It's like three or four shots. And, boy, I still have to be aggressive, but not too aggressive. I love the fact when somebody goes out and says, I'm a few shots back. I'm going to be ultra aggressive today and see where it goes for me. Not one of those players, which we see a lot, and I can't fault those guys for doing it. Let's just say, Kevin, you're four shots back of the lead. You're a very good golfer. You say to yourself, hey, if I play decent golf today, my bank account's going to go really higher. Or do you have that mindset going like, the money's going to be the money. I'm trying to win this thing. I got to take advantage of those shots where maybe I can be a little bit more aggressive. And if I miss, then I'm probably going to finish instead of, you know, minus 10 at minus three. And I'm going to take a couple hundred thousand dollar loss on my final check here. But I love the fact that Cam went out and he went absolutely ballistic on the back nine to open and put the pressure on Rory McIlroy. He didn't even have a bogey, Kevin, on the final day of the tournament with the lead. That's usually good enough to win this thing. And it wasn't here. Fantastic performances. But I love the fact that a guy said, you know, I'm going to take this tournament. I don't want it handed to me. It really is such an unbelievable level of golf that was played here. Now, I know the conditions were better than what people were anticipating, but still, multiple rounds of 64 is just ridiculous in its own right. Like, Cam Young gave you a 64 on the opening round. Okay, fine. But outside of that, nobody else, and again, Nobody else put up 64s there. There was a Sam Burns did it on the final day, but still, like he had two rounds of 64. The entire rest of the field combined for two rounds of 64. Let me ask you quickly about Rory. It's a tough spot there. Like there can only be one winner. He shoots 18 under. It's one of those things where you almost realize, like if you bet Rory McIlroy, right, Nani? What did you do wrong? He dominated the course in the exact way that you anticipated there. Like, there's nothing, I just feel like there's nothing else you can almost do from a handicapping perspective. If you were on a Rory McElroy or a Cam Young, heck, even if you were on like a Victor Hovland, what, like, really, what, how are you going back to the drawing board on this? That's uh, pretty crazy, right? Because you take a look, he shot 66, 68, 66. Has a lead on the final day of the Open. You say, well, what did he do? Blow up, shoot 77, 78? No! 
He was two under par on Sunday in a major championship, and it just wasn't good enough. Why? Because you're right. Somebody went 20 under, and another person went 19 under to surpass you at 18 under. Ask any professional golfer and going into any, forget about tournaments, just majors. By the way, your final score is going to be an 18 under. He figures he might win the next 30 major championships here with that number. And it just wasn't meant to be. And it's not any fault of his, Kevin. It's really not. He played well. Yeah, certainly did. Our radio audience is with us here on this Monday morning, Sirius XM Channel 159, talking about the Open Championship. And while the guys at the top deserve a lot of the headlines, one of the other big stories here is that Tiger Woods was horrendous, nine over. And some people were trying to maybe hit with a little bit of truth serum where they didn't even want to blame it on the leg or the back. It was just really, really bad golf at a course where everybody was dominating. Feels like one of the you know more surprising Tiger performances, a guy that was favored to make the cut. Yeah, let's take a look at this. Let, let me wind down this path for you here, right? So we're in 2022. Tiger just you know, got obliterated here in the British Open. It was terrible. He's going to disappear for a while. I see his odds right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook for the Masters coming up here in 2023, 36 to 1. It should be 236 to 1. But hear me out again, Kevin. You're going to hear in December. Man, Justin Thomas has played a practice round. I mean, you want to talk about it. I mean, he looks like he's 19 years old again. Then you're going to hear the buildup because then you get the January and February. Ooh, Tiger said he's not sure if he's going to play in the Masters yet. And then we build it even more. Late February, March. It's early April. We're a week out here. Tiger is walking around Augusta here. Still not sure if he's going to tee off. And then Tuesday night, we get official. It's official. Tiger's going to tee it up. He goes from 36 to 1, down to 28 to 1, to 25 to 1. He knows this golf course like the back of his hand, Kevin. He's going to win it all, only to miss the cut again. There you go. Should be criminal, as I like to say. Anybody that's allowed to bet more than $1 on Tiger Woods in major golf championships, that should be the legal limit right there, Kevin. I'll stand by that. Look, I'll tell you this. He is going to be favored to make the cut at Augusta. And he, I mean, he probably will, to be honest with you, make the cut. And then it might just taper off just like this. Last point here on the open. You look inside that top 10. Two names jumped off the page to me. T6 and T8. Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau. Now, again, if you would have told the people that live, hey, DJ's going 13 under. Bryson's going 12 under. They're like, hold Mm. on a minute. We had two-thirds of the final group. We were able to, you know, we were in the winner's circle. And no, 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 no. Not even close, but still great performances for both of those guys here in a major championship. We're talking some NBA headlines after a quick break right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome right back in here to the early line. Monday morning, all-star break. Just because, Kevin, it's the all-star break doesn't mean that we have to slow things down in the sports stratosphere here because, quite frankly, somebody playing in a non-sanctioned event, being LeBron James here, opens up at the Drew League and says, you know what, let me put on a show for the people out here. 
Yeah, it was a fascinating thing to follow. The report comes in, LeBron's going to play at the Drew League, DeMar DeRozan is there, and there starts to be excitement because it goes back, I'm sure people remember, the lockout season when LeBron and KD are out there running it up and, you know, in the Drew League or different champs. Remember when Kevin Durant showed up at Rucker Park? It adds that kind of different atmosphere, if you will, that captivates. All of a sudden, the NBA finds a way to add streaming the Drew League to their platforms, which was not a thing probably 24 hours before the LeBron announcement, but you find ways. But why I thought this was noteworthy, not just, again, from the fact that it was all anybody could talk about over the weekend, was there was supposed to be a third NBA superstar who not only showed up to the gym, but played in the game, and he didn't, and that's Kyrie Irving. That, to me, is very... One, if Kyrie would have been out there throwing lobs to LeBron... That would have made it way, instead of, you know, headline number six, it would have been headline number one, the open, and Juan Soto can absolutely step aside. But two, Donnie, is it almost too on the nose that Kyrie Irving was supposed to show up to the Drew League and left everybody leaving themselves questioning where Kyrie was and why they thought he was actually showing up? And right through social media, it wasn't as if, like, well, what did you want him to do? He was back in Brooklyn. Was he going to fly across? You know, things got scrambled. No, he was in Los Angeles, I believe, within like 50 miles of where the Drew League was being played. But my favorite part of this story is this is typical Kyrie because whoever was running the Drew League basically put out the bat signal. Hey, you know what? LeBron's going to play, but you know us is coming here? Kyrie Irving. We can't wait to see him. And then all of a sudden, he didn't show up. Like, we don't know where he is, but we're ho- we got six games left. We expect him to be here. Anybody know where Kyrie is at? Nah, nobody knows where Kyrie Irving is at. It's just so apropos at this point where you put like the, you know, the cherry on top of the icing saying, this is why people always question Kyrie because you're right. Can you imagine? Even though it's a Drew League, we're not even talking about all NBA players. But if they're in the same backcourt here, you know, how he gets what? Seven, eight, nine assists there in the first half. You know, they're really going up and down the court. Two on one fast breaks. Alley-oops here to LeBron James. And the pressure would have been ratcheted up so high, even though it shouldn't have been on Jeannie Buss and the Lakers organization. Go, did you see these two in the Drew League? They could do this in the NBA the entire season, Kevin. Did they miss, or should I say, did Kyrie miss an opportunity to have the rest of the league questioning whether or not they should be making a move for him? Well, so the other interesting thing is there's a report over the weekend, and sometimes it, we're almost at a point now with the Katie Kyrie stuff where reports are actually, I guess, just thoughts on, you know, different people's podcasts, if you will. Kyrie, the the report goes that Kyrie is accepting that he is, quote, overwhelmingly likely back in Brooklyn. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to question other reporters, but that is ridiculous. If he is back in Brooklyn, it's because Durant is back in Brooklyn. So you're now missing the story if you have that scoop that Kyrie is aware he's going to be a net. Unless I'm on an island here, does anybody think that Kyrie Irving will be on the Brooklyn Nets roster and while Kevin Durant is in Phoenix or Miami or Toronto? Like, Donnie, is there any world where Ben Simmons and Kyrie are lining up alongside McCall Bridges, game number one for the Nets? Yeah, this is a mess, and, and, and I'm all for this. This is what we like, right, Kevin? We talk about how exciting the regular season is and the NBA championship run, but this is the part that some of us like even more, the ridiculousness that happens in the offseason where we don't know what's going to happen. We can have so many guesses, and the fact of the matter is that you have guys like Kyrie Irving. Maybe if he shows up, somebody gets him on camera. Somebody puts a microphone in his face. Hey, Kyrie, man, what's going on? They'll say, hey, look, I'm out here with LeBron. We've been working out together. We hope some things work out. Ooh, that sets, you know, the Twitter sphere on fire here and all the NBA beat writers scrambling to see if there's a deal imminent here for the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers to switch hands, which is so funny to watch out. And also from a Kevin Durant perspective, we want to have some things have some movement. We saw DeAndre Ayton, right, with the Suns going back there. You get that big offer from the Pacers, ends up going back here with the Suns, but also, This lends into even another layer of this chapter because even though we wanted to see Kyrie Irving in the Drew League doesn't show up, but also now we talk about Russell Westbrook and he's back into the news. Him and his agent not seeing, I don't know what on. This guy's been with him his entire way through the NBA and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense now for these two guys to negotiate any future plans together. Where does this leave, you know, Kyrie Irving in the Drew League? Where does this leave Russell Westbrook? We could also talk about what is he leaving his agent for? What's up there? 
Yeah, so it's a little odd. 14-year relationship here between yeah. Russ and his agent apparently falls apart due to, quote, irreconcilable differences. And those are around whether or not he should stay with the Lakers. A statement put out by his agent, Thad Foucher, said that he believes, quote, his best option is to stay with the Lakers, embrace the starting role and support that head coach Darvin Ham publicly offered. So does that mean that his agent says, hey, stay with the Lakers. That's clearly your best chance here. A lot of obviously eyes on you. You're next to LeBron. Just fall in line. Be a good teammate. And Russ is like, no, forget them. I'm above this. I shouldn't be here anymore. I need to go light it up in San Antonio, in Utah, in Indiana. That's what really doesn't make much sense to me. I don't know if Russ is maybe going to just, look, I'm not dealing with this. Let him say whatever he wants. But it almost reads to me like they had differences about his Laker tenure and his agent said, yeah, my belief is he, he should fall in line and stay, which would then suggest Russ wants out of the Lakers. It, it, it is an odd thing because you're right. This isn't one of those where, hey, I just negotiated a new contract for him six months ago. You know, we're new and we're trying to learn. Oh, you know what? I just can't work with this guy. It doesn't make any sense here. Like Freddie Freeman, right? Departs from his agent because they had a real snafu here on whether or not he was supposed to see a final deal from the Atlanta Braves or not. But let's get back into the realm here of Buster Westbrook. Is this Kevin, his agent, actually saying, hey, look, I have a deal on the table. We can restructure. I can get you four more years at X amount of dollars, which means more money for Russell Westbrook, more money for the agent. Or Russ goes, no, I'm just going to play out on this you know, player contract. It is what it is. And at the end of it here, I might even look for a new representation to find me a new deal because what you're telling me is you don't think I'm worth that much. Now, again, I don't know. I'm just reading between the lines of what, what might have happened here because an agent is always about the dollars the same way the player is. The more contracts that he can sign, the length of those contracts, the more money that agent is going to get. Could have been that where maybe another deal is on the table to try to massage or this is the best way forward and Russ doesn't think so. It's kind of interesting though, after 14 years and irreconcilable differences, Kevin, which means that's usually what you put down when you're getting a divorce from your husband or your wife at that point. So I I, I think my my best guess, of course, would be almost his agent saying, listen, forget the current contract you're on. There's only one year left. We need to figure out how we're going to get a second contract. And the best chance for you being Russell Westbrook to secure that second contract is to play winning basketball here in L.A. Figure it out. Stop doing everything that you do and just work alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis, which should be one of the easiest things imaginable. And if this works and if you guys win, we'll be able to secure another deal to stay here in your home. And Russ, no, 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 I'm not doing any of that, which then is going to put his agent in the position to do what? After he gets traded to a losing situation, Russ is going to say, okay, get me out of this deal. So now they're going to have to agree on a buyout, which is less than the $47 million, obviously, when you do a buyout, that he would make, say, from, let's just use the San Antonio Spurs as an example. And then his agent is going to have to figure out a way to get Russ a new contract with a contender, and I guarantee you, Russ will not go and say, yeah, no problem, give me the vet men to go play in Philadelphia. To where now what? Is Russ going to be holding out Carmelo Anthony sitting on the sideline for months? It's a bad look all around. Yeah, another bad look all around, too. Luka Doncic, what is your agent doing for you? Why aren't you putting deals together to bring players down to Dallas? That's another story for another day here. But you know what? Balls are going to be flying out of the ballpark tonight in Los Angeles. Yes, it's home run derby. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. 
the early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. different markets for us to break down here and set up for you within the home run derby just so everybody knows the big story I would probably say coming into this is Ken Pete Alonzo three Pete he is a plus 185 favorite we're gonna have the ability though to go round by round I'm wondering Donnie just before we get to the exact specific matchups mm-hmm. here is how many people are actually going to be willing to lay juice on these head-to-head matchups or really throughout the different home run derby markets? Yeah, I don't know how much juice you want to lay, but obviously they're going to ask you to do a lot there if you're looking to take Pete Alonso, because quite frankly, he's dominated the past two years. And what's going to say that he's not going to do it again? But we still have to remember, it's a competition. It's not one of those things where it's like, hey, you know what? I'm going against somebody that's inferior. Everybody in this competition is a legitimate home run hitter. Now, questionable if you want to say guys like Albert Pujols are really in this because of, hey, one of his career achievement awards. But he can still hit home runs. And it's not the guy that hits, Kevin, the farthest home run that wins it. It's a guy that gets into a nice rhythm and hits the ball out of the ballpark, whether it's 331 feet down the right field line or whether it's 501 feet down the right field line. But I got to tell you, I don't know if laying juice is all that smart because all it takes, I mean, One bad round, one guy gets hot. We've seen it in the past, man. Some of these guys that you're not expecting, let's just say, again, Albert Pujols. Wouldn't surprise you if, you know, an older guy heats up in round one, is able to knock down, let's just say, a Kyle Schwarber at a minus 350 price. Now, we don't anticipate it here, but if I'm laying juice, the guy that you probably would want to lay juice with, wouldn't it be Pete Alonso, though? I hear you. And listen, he's going to be juiced in that first round matchup, though not the biggest round one favorite, because as you alluded to, it's Albert Pujols who's 24 to one to win this entire thing. But let's go through this at the top. The first matchup you will see odds on is Pete Alonso. Now he is not the number one seed as these are seeded by the amount of home runs you have upon entering this tournament here. Pete is the second choice against Ronald Acuna Jr. who was competing in his uh, second ever home run derby as well. Acuna Jr. actually at one point uh, when he joined this, the first go round, won a first round matchup against Josh Bell and lost narrowly to Pete Alonso in that home run derby. So perhaps some revenge on the mind. Little Mets Braves here, too. I like that head-to-head aspect. Alonso is minus 200 to Acuna Jr.'s plus 165. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're willing to lay minus 200 here, Donnie, but we're going about this bracket style. Who do you think moves on here between Pete and Acuna Jr.? Yeah, I'm going to go with Pete Alonso here because it also seems like one of those things where I think it means a lot to him. I really do. Because, you know, I talked about the NBA slam dunk competition. You win one, you never have to appear in it again. You know, even if you play in the NBA 20 years, been there, done that. It seems like he embraces this, and rightfully so. It's a big, strong guy that hits the ball a long way and knows that you have the sporting world, Kevin, center stage when you're running wild out there hitting home runs and home run derby. There's not much going on right now, so you can use that to level up. And certainly, a lot of kids watch this competition, and he knows that. So good on him for coming back for third straight year as opposed to saying, hey, you know what? Looks like we're really going to have a, a deep season and run here, make it to the playoffs, and we hope to win a World Series. And because I spent an hour or two on a Monday night in mid-July, I'm not going to be able to make it to the finish line here in Major League Baseball. So go to him for coming back. But I got to tell you, it seems a little bit light here because if we take a look at, let's just say, you know, the overall Pete Alonso plus 185 field minus 250, and then you saw Kyle Schwarber, which we'll talk about in just a few moments, at that minus 350 price, 200 feels a little bit light. It just does. Now, I know how good a home run hitter Ronald Acuna can be, and you can't just come into this competition and say, well, Donnie, Pete's got 24, Acuna's got eight. He's going to walk away because it's three times the home run in the regular season that Pete Alonso does. No, you have to remember, Ronald Acuna was coming back from that ACL injury, and he's been on the biggest stage. You don't think Ronald Acuna is going to get up there and be like, oh, man, hitting home runs in front of all these people. It's really scared, and Pete Alonso has a major advantage. I don't think so. But at the same time, I do think that minus 200 is a little bit light here. 
I think the number may be a bit surprising when you compare it to Schwarber's huge minus 350 in his head-to-head versus Albert Pujols. Even if Pujols is a huge dog, you would think that, okay, if, well, if Schwarber's going to be minus 350, Alonso, is that not going to be his number versus everybody? But I think it kind of does remind us of one thing. Nobody's ever won three home run derbies in a row. It is, well, I know it might sound like a you know nonsensical event at times. That's a difficult thing, I think, to do. And I think with Acuna Jr., you are getting someone who at least has home run derby experience. I don't want to tell you the pressure is going to get to Pete Alonso because there's pressure anytime you compete in a standalone event like this. He's obviously won it twice. But I do wonder, could Pete Alonso in the first round, where maybe he doesn't have his feet under him yet, is he at his most vulnerable there? See, I would be worried about betting against Pete in a head-to-head championship where he's got his groove going, he's already done it twice, and he's got this thing rocking and rolling. If I were to bet against Pete Alonso, I'd probably want to try and do it in the first round. I'll take Acuna Jr. at plus 165. Mm. Maybe it's foolish there. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should be getting more to go against the back-to-back reigning champion of this event. But I'm interested in a guy with derby experience and had some success, mind you, in Acuna Jr. at plus 165. Now, the winner of that, we're going to go against who they'll go versus there. I think maybe that'll make it a little bit easier for people to follow along. It's going against the winner of Corey Seager and Julio Rodriguez. J-Rod is the favorite at minus 155, Seager at plus 130. Man, maybe I'm falling headfirst into Narrative yeah. City. Maybe I'm falling headfirst into the plus money paradise. Plus 130 on Corey Seager, the former Dodger back in L.A. How do you not take a piece of Corey Seager here? You're you're right. And if we take a look at the gambler's train of thought here, right, of those first four matchups that you have, Alonzo Acuna, Schwarber Pujols, Soto Ramirez, Julio Rodriguez, Corey Seager. Now, guys that are betting, and again, maybe it's a little bit of recent, or excuse me, East Coast bias here as opposed to the West Coast. A lot of people probably don't know really who Julio Rodriguez is, but one of those guys is absolutely pounding the baseball, and he almost hit it over a building in San Diego just a few short weeks ago. So this kid's going to be, like, absolutely excited, ready to be there and swinging hard. But I got to tell you, does that go against him? Do you use that as fuel for your fire to go against him in a home run derby contest? Because you're right. Corey Seager is not going to let you say, hey, it's New York and it's Yankee Stadium. Haven't played here all that much in my career. You know, we used to come here for the Dodgers maybe once every couple years with interleague play. And now you're headed down here to Texas, but then you come back to L.A. Good vibes all the way around. Been there, done that. I've taken hundreds, if not thousands of swings here at Dodger Stadium here over the years. I'm comfortable. The fans will be behind me. They'll want to cheer me on. Now, granted, Rodriguez is an extreme talent Major League Baseball and absolutely came up here and is dominating. Might even be the rookie of the year for the American League. But doesn't it seem like a trap that everybody's going to fall into? Because I'm the same with you here. I'm not a huge, like, I don't have angles here so much on the home run derby. You're just trying to talk it out and feel it out, what actually makes the most sense. But when I see that plus 130 on Seager, if there's one time that I want to look down and say, you know what, I'm going to take a plus money dog here in round one, doesn't it feel like it's Corey Seager here, K-Dub? It certainly does. I'm I'm trying to find the balance, though. Of yeah. So is Seager a plus 130 trap number or... Does Julio Julio Rodriguez have people's attention? Yeah, I understand. I was playing up there in Seattle. Like, this guy's almost a minus four hundred number to win the AL Rookie of the Year. People have been talking about how excited he is. Seager is in Texas. Some people might tell you he's been disappointing. And look, I don't know if we're going to factor this in, but he might be the hottest home run hitter in baseball right now. What he's been doing in July had a streak of five consecutive games with a home run. Again, I don't know. I might line up plus money throughout this tournament there, or at least in this matchup once again. Corey Seager plus 130 catches my attention. Now, let's go to keep with the first-round matchups here. Schwarber mm-hmm. is minus 350 against Pujols is plus 290. Look, I got to take Schwarber, okay? Pujols is the oldest participant in the history of the home run derby. I will say this, though, to skip ahead a little. If you want to bet Pujols, I think you bet him to just win the entire thing in an outrageous, like, 22-1 to 1 number and just see if he can advance one round and then what potential damage you can do from there. I would not lay minus 350 on a head-to-head home run derby matchup, but I do think Kyle Schwarber will win in this first round. 
Yeah, and the moment's not going to be too big here for uh, you know Pujols, you know, t- tipping the cap and saying, "Boy, let me take it all in." He's going to be in it to win it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have accepted this invitation. Just go out there and hit one home run and go home. Now, could he hit one home run? Maybe so, but he still has that sweet swing. And we're talking about again, not how far you can hit it. It's how many home runs that you can hit while you pace yourself. Now, thank yourself. This is Kyle Schwarber's second appearance here in home run derby. Hit 55 home runs in his previous appearance there versus the, in the in Nationals Park. Remember, I think Bryce Harper won that one, you know, had the headband on and went in that national spotlight there. So obviously Kyle Schwarber, not the same, but could this be one where Schwarber gets tripped up? Now, big, strong dude from the left-hand side. I get it. He's going to knock the ball a long way, but could it be in like round one? You know, we talked about Tiger Woods and you try to bet him in majors or tournaments. You want to get him early because you don't know when that leg is actually going to give out. Well, same thing with Albert Pujols. He's not 22 years old. He's in his 40s here. And maybe the length of this and so many, he only has what like to say so many good swings left in his body where maybe he can catch Schwarber here in round one. But if we're looking at, you know, anticipating what's going to take place, Schwarber annihilates the baseball. His swing is built for actually hitting home runs, striking out and hitting home runs, right? So I think that's going to that's going to power it. But if there was a chance at Albert Pujols, I don't think he can win it all because I think he's too old to maybe have that longevity here. But my goodness, could Albert Pujols pull a massive upset in round one over Kyle Schwarber? I won't bet on it, but that's the way I would look at the angle where I think if he can win one, it would be the first round. Interesting. Yeah, some fatigue perhaps setting in. I hear what you're saying uh, in that respect. One thing I do like about this year's field is there are a lot of return participants there, and I think that is likely to give us a good product overall. We're coming up against the break. We have the opportunity to not just obviously bet these matchups here, but there's also a market. The total number of home runs hit. I'm wondering if because, again, you have guys that have been here before, not everybody, but a good portion of them, does it give you a solid baseline? You shouldn't get those, for lack of a better phrase, embarrassing performances where a guy finishes with seven home runs. Very, very interesting stuff. We have one more first-round matchup to break down. We'll talk about the outright odds and plenty more all after a quick break here on the Earth. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Soto against Jose Ramirez. Soto, a minus 185 favorite here in the opening round. Jose Ramirez, a switch hitter, which maybe adds a little bit of intrigue. Like, Donnie, do you need to line up his uh, weighted on base percentage against Mm. right-handed pitching and as opposed to versus left-handed pitching to get an idea of what we're going to do here for Jose Ramirez and where he'll be batting from up against Juan Soto? 
Yeah, you know what's kind of funny with that is you take a look and maybe you have like a plant in there, right? Where this, you know, batting practice pitchers throwing like sliders like down and into your guy. Because he could be had for the taking right tonight, right? Yeah, you're right. So you're trying to say yeah. lefty righty is how he does on this, but I would love for the simple fact is if one of these guys like it every once in a while you see the batting practice pitcher hit the guy, those are tremendous. Look, at the end of the day, I do I do prefer Soto here in the matchup. Was involved last year. Actually hit it 520 feet, which was uh, phenomenal because that cashed the over of the longest home run prop, which for a while uh, we thought Pete Alonso did about 700 <laughs> times when we were live on air. Uh, the only thing that I don't know if I like, I don't really love this about Soto. Here is his comments going in after last year hitting the longest home run. Everybody can pull the ball. Let's see how far you can hit the ball oppo. Is Soto going to be there trying to prove a point that he can hit it 500 feet going the other way? Because then he's losing here in this first round. Yep, calling his shots, right? Double in the, he yells out, double in the gap. Single down the line. <laughs> Bunt it over here. Moving the runner over with this. I mean, come on, Juan. Everybody just wants to see you absolutely light one up. And last year, I believe, he did pull that baseball into like the third deck in Colorado. But yeah, nobody wants to see you go oppo 335. We want to see you go pull 520, pal. Now, now I'm thinking, no, no, he's going to do that little step-in gimmick into the into oh, his yeah. own uh, pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Stare it down. Nope. He's costing himself a lot of time. I think I just sold myself on Jose Ramirez. As the By the way, there is up. an umpire behind this... the plate for these, right? I think there is an umpire, right? I basically have to call I, like, the I think, outs I mean, and stuff. I mean, I, why, why, though? Like, why yeah. is there an umpire? Like, am I bringing him up? Maybe you something this hey you went, you know, it's okay. You give a little little check. Oh Can I just add this note quickly before we move on? Yeah. Imagine if this was the NBA, right? Juan Soto now should be the most popular guy here at the All-Star game. As different guys yeah. are going, hey, listen, man, why don't you force your way to LA? Hey, man, you don't think you'd love New York, wherever it might be, right? In the NBA, like at the home run, you know how Donna they have to call their timeouts and guys run over, give them the towels, give them their oh, Gatorade. Man, like yeah. instead of just look random, terrible Nationals players, it's like Mookie Betts and Aaron Judge like nudging one another out to get Soto his Gatorade. But even better than this, though, where is it at? It's Dodger Stadium. Like, what happens if they announce, you know, Dodgers, Juan Soto, or just put him up on the board with, like, you know, a, a Dodgers jersey on with a hat and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you could do a lot of semantics, but you're yeah. right about that. Usually, like, Big Poppy, you know, somebody's kid comes up and gives him, another guy, like, pats him down, or you know, a guy from your country comes up. The entire Dodgers team comes out there and, like, hands him a Juan Soto Dodgers jersey in the middle of this thing. And also, good on Juan Soto here because – how many people would have actually done this? I'm not going to be in Home Run Derby. Why? i got an important contract negotiation that I'm going through right now, and I don't want to mess anything up by getting injured. Thank you, Juan Soto, for actually remembering that you don't get injured in Home Run Derby. Enough with this. I, I also would love if it's all of the Dodgers, except for, of course, Gavin Lux, who just sat yeah. there, sat, sat, sat on the side, knowing what his future holds for him here. Here's the deal. <laughs> But to make the, I think we can take the first round matchup conversation and now take it over yep. to make the final here, right? We'd be at the semis at this point. Where does the value yep. line up here in this market? For me, I think Kyle Schwarber at plus 120, you consider his status that he has up against Albert Pujols, and it would be a stunning upset if he doesn't make it through in that market. And we just talked about Soto and Jose Ramirez. Look, no slouches, obviously. Everybody here has got tons of pop. But I think Schwarber's a considerable favorite. Probably minus 200 range, maybe, give or take, against either guy. I like Schwarber's plus 120 price. You know what? I'm going to go with another step deeper here, right behind him. Juan Soto, plus 185. I mean, this guy has the swing to do it. And, yes, as long as he doesn't say, I want to just – I tried to hit three home runs to left field as opposed to right field, I think he can do this because he has that sweet swing that he's powerful enough just to get into rhythm and continue to lace those baseballs into the right field seats. So if I'm going to take a look at a plus money price, because nobody would say, hey, I want to take Pete Alonso at minus 105. Yeah, we get that. Everyone wants to take Pete Alonso. But those – outside options here. If I'm looking at pure talent, been there, done that, and has the swing to do it, it's Juan Soto plus 185 for me. I just can't. Man, last year watching that home run derby together doing in-play sports tonight was magical. Ooh. You betting Juan Soto 
and he's hitting shift beating triples the other way because he's trying to prove a point as he finishes with six home runs on the tally would really be one of the phenomenal moments there. On the other side of that bracket, though, Seager at 5-1 really does catch my attention. He's a dog in round one. He'd clearly be a dog to either Alonzo or Acuna Jr., but all the same breakdowns apply. Knows the ballpark. Hottest home run hitter potentially in baseball yeah. outside of maybe a Kyle Schwarber who's in this tournament. I think 5-1 is a really – I think that's a legitimate number there when we talk about value to make the final. Uh, that number on Seager really has my attention. No, it certainly does, and, and rightfully so. And you're also talking about these are all professional baseball players that know how to hit the home run. And you don't be thinking that the, through the entire season, like, oh, man, it took me by surprise, Kevin. I didn't accept this invitation until, you know, 15 minutes before, and I didn't really practice my home run. Stop it. All of these guys are getting ready and ramped up to do this. And also, when you take a look at that final week to week and a half, the teams know that these guys are ramping up for home run derby. They take some of those practice swings and get that extra cage time so they can work on their home run swing before they get there. So you have a guy as talented as Corey Seager. You're right. And he's at home. He's going to feel comfortable. Is Corey Seager going to be nervous going up there? Ooh, never batted in Dodger Stadium before on the biggest stage. No, been there, done that at this point here. Seager at five to one. A lot of these guys are plus money. They're really good hitters here. And all you need is that one hot round because it feels like Kevin can somebody just knock Pete Alonso out? And then it's a free-for-all after that. Yeah, 100%. So there's a popular parlays tab. I'm wondering if this will expand throughout the day. But the first two seem like they will be the most popular uh, bet items here. Uh, yeah. Alonzo and Schwarber each to win round one, minus 115. I think you're going to see a lot of people Ooh. involved there. As someone who, I, look, I, I would take Acuna Jr., at minus 115, though, to get that number because of the confidence that I feel in Kyle Schwarber, I don't mind that one bit. It's funny because you see the popular parlays, and before that we were about to go on the show live, I was like, hey, can you actually parlay these together? And, of course, what's the first two guys I parlayed was Pete Alonzo and Kyle Schwarber. So it makes some sense that that would be certainly a popular parlay because you're just looking at pound-for-pound, guy-for-guy, matchup-for-matchup. It makes sense that those two guys should be advancing here. Minus 115, not a bad price on that. By the way, though, as we always say, make sure that you're kind of doing the appropriate measures here. You actually can parlay the round one matchups, and it is it right cheaper? now p- minus 108. Yeah, so uh, yes, save yourself sure. seven bucks yeah. there uh, if you can, uh, if you're going to get involved. Pay for the popularity. Uh, the other one, and we can <laughs> tie it all together, uh, one home mm-hmm. run to be uh, – 500 uh, or more is plus 160. But we also have the over under at 491 and a half for the longest home run. Is this a double down? Are you are you an under man coming into cores? I mean, what's the what's the move here with the longest home run going into the derby? Now, look, conspiracy theorists, you know me. I love to look into this. What's better for Major League Baseball tonight? Cork mm. bats, balls that are absolutely juiced up, the biggest stage in Los Angeles, and you have a home run derby. What leads Sports Center here? Of course, maybe Pete Alonso, if he wins it, we're going to show it. But you know what else leads it? Did you see this mammoth home run that landed on the roof in the outfield pavilion at Dodger Stadium? That's what we want to see here. There has to be a 500-foot home run. But then again, one interesting point is we're not on in-play sports <laughs> at night absolutely screaming, trying to break the microphones and your eardrums out here as Pete Alonso is knocking baseballs off scoreboards in Colorado for a 368, you know, final home run destination number on that. Not going to happen here. They do need to hit it. And you're right. Do you go ahead? And, it seems that somebody's got to hit a 500-foot home run, right? It has to happen. Now, even though last year was a course, so the ball travels a little bit further, I think you get one at 500. I really do. I mean, they, you would, again, they should be able to just kind of rear back, let it fly, yes. right, and hope for, you know, kind of the good stuff to come in. I do think it's interesting, 491 and a half. If you remember yeah, last year, now the number was continually being bet, 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 bet. Yes. It closed at 520 and a half. <laughs> it, like, so it landed right there. So – don't and not that anybody out there does, but don't think for a minute that 491 and a half is random. And don't think that they're not aware that you, I, and Donnie 
all want to bet over the 491 yes. and a half. Do keep that in mind. How do you bet the under? There's one more market that, that we can bring up here quickly. 251 and a half total home runs hit. Now, this is kind of one of those things that I am positive there are going to be some folks throughout the day here on the network that kind of do the math on where this lines up. But this is sometimes what I talk about. Forget the math. Forget the number. Boost this. Bring it down at 250 even, by the way, so we can all get involved here. Donnie, it, you're in it the whole way. Every yes. swing Fun. you're now mm -hmm. invested in. Like, if you're like, I don't know how I'm supposed to bet the home run derby, couple bucks aside, total number of home runs hit. What a fantastic option here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. No, it is, and you're right. And that's something that everybody, what, home run derby, what are you rooting for? The over, right? Like I just said, like, how do you bet, like, the under? Like, well, I'm going to take under 491. Are you hiding under, your, like, your bed every single swing? There's a long drive. Oh, no, this is the one that's going to do it. You know, see what I mean? Like, nobody's going to bet that under. There'd be crazy. You'd be a lunatic. That's one of those where you say, okay, I'm going to bet the under. I'm going to go walk my dog and come back and see if there's any extra money into my account. Nobody's going to see that. But also, when you take a look at the total numbers hits, excuse me, home runs hit, Kevin, 251 and a half. Last year, 309 home runs were hit at Coors. Now, again, it is Coors, but that's a big discrepancy between both of these years also. There's a field looks like it's emerging right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook just below that here under the home run derby tab. Albert Pujols' longest home run hit in feet. Why can't we get this for every one of those guys? I would love to see what the numbers on those would be. Those oh, are fun markets here, but we want to bet this. We want to see home runs. We want to bet the longest home run. Of course we do. I can't wait for this tonight. We will, though, I think. I, I think we will. That means. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a good sign here. We're going to continue yep. to get more and more and more markets as the day goes on. All right, let's make these predictions here, Donnie, ultimately for the outright board. Who do you believe will win the home run derby? I'll start this off. I'll let you know right now. I do think it's your guy Kyle Schwarber's year. I think his path is mm. clean. I think he's been there before. Finished as a runner-up to Bryce Harper back when uh, they were together in Washington. What do we think here? Kyle Schwarber getting the job done. Pete Alonzo, three-peat. Who's your outright pick? I'm going to go Pete Alonso three-peat here. And it's kind of nice because he's a plus 185. It's not as if those Joey Chestnut type of odds pop up here in the Nathan's, you know, hot dog contest. That's a legitimate price at plus 185 for a guy that knows he can win it, has won it, and expects to win it again. Yeah, not bad there. Alonzo plus 185, Schwarber plus 270, the first two choices on the board. To match up in the final is plus 550. I'm sure people mm. will be betting that as well. We close out the early line with Listen Up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. All right, welcome back into the early line. The last segment for this Monday All-Star break here. And yes. Got you covered. 7 to 9 a.m. Donnie, me, and also Kevin, him, 
Always having a good time here in the mornings before we hand it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens. But before we do that, it's a lot of topics to get to today, but I also want to say this. Hallelujah for football season because why? The Bills and the Raiders rookies reported to camp today. Is it officially football season? But you know me. I like to pick a fight so many different ways that I can. And you know who I'm picking a fight with? The Major League Baseball Draft. Listen up. Ah, yes. The flaws of the Major League Baseball draft. Well, not technically, right? You watch the draft last night. Guys are getting drafted. Millions of dollars will change hands. These kids will be on their way to their professional Major League Baseball careers. But when does that get started? We watch the NFL draft. We watch the number one overall pick. Oh, man, I can't wait to see him in training camp and for the first year of his career as a rookie starting day one. Same thing when you take a look here at the NBA draft. Guys getting drafted one, two, three overall, expected to be game changers in their organizations almost immediately. And then comes Major League Baseball, which I'm not faulting this because a lot of these kids are coming out of high school, 17 and 18 years old. They're not physically mature enough to be Major League Baseball players. I get that. But what sport do you have where the most talented prospects in your organization are the last ones to come up to the Major League level? Because why? You don't want to pay these guys. Can you imagine in the NFL if you drafted a quarterback, number one overall, but you did not want to have him play more than 25 snaps or 25% of the snaps in his rookie year because you would have to pay him sooner or get his clock started earlier? It's amazing that Major League Baseball gets – there should be an incentive to bring up your youngest players first so you can get them to the Major Leagues and hopefully, yes, end up winning. Adley Rutschman came up this year for the Baltimore Orioles. Seemed like he's a 36-year-old rookie at this point when he probably should have came back up two or three years ago. My goodness, baseball, get it together. Don't harm these kids here because they're the best in your organization and you can't bring them up. Let them play, as the Bears used to say. My goodness here. Stay tuned now for the morning after right here on The Grid. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.